Cool. You know that? Did you update to the like Ventura? Are you on Ventura? Uh, I don't know. Can't even use my trackpad, so I probably can't update my OS. Have they changed like the settings app, you know? And like, mm. it's all on the side. And I just like cannot learn it. I think that means I'm old. We're old. I can't find a way to move my monitors around anymore. Not liking your quality again for some reason. <clears throat> You've really. done real. Well, maybe I'm the same to you. Am I like 240 nah, pixels? No, nah, you're like high fidelity. Like I can see hmm. every piece of stubble. It's the only thing in America that works well is this internet connection. <laughs> Lots happened this week. Things to the, share? The ankle, maybe not quite yet. Um, okay. So the ankle doesn't feel like much at all. <laughs> what ankle? I don't need an ankle. Um, no, yeah, look, I'm pretty good. Press the magic button and we'll return to the... No, not that button. It's coffee time. Sure. Hey, we got buttons. I got Check buttons this out, though. I'm, I'm marking clips. I don't know what the hell that means, but... Cool. Hopefully that makes it easier to edit. Oh, because we can maybe edit in this. Sick. All right. Maybe. The biggest maybe. downside that I see so can. far is the audio does not look like it has any capability to be edited. So it's just like what it records. So That's maybe right. you have to like dump back in our upgraded audio. But even then, if it can like edit for us in some fashion, that'd be so great. Well, I'll make sure I mash the mute button, dear listeners, when I'm sucking down my coffee. Yeah, I'm back anyway. in the office, which feels good. I have some semblance of Australian high-speed internet, which is nothing on yours, and it's good to be here. Yeah. Welcome back, it's everybody. It's good. Mm -hmm. I'm back. It's back, in the, back in the closet. The couch, trying to not wake up the children. Uh, right. So, yeah. That's no, good. No, in summary, a lot's happened this week, and I hope to be able to chat about it here soon in some sure. detail, but I'll hold off for now. And, yeah, onwards. How's your week? What's happening? I just heard a big bang. I was concerned. It sounded like the machine jammed up. And earlier this week, we've had a vacuum motor acting up and we're cutting the a big bunch of like 16 parts at a time that's thin plywood and half inch plywood. I guess it's not that thin. 12 mil, 12 and a half, 13, something like that. It's probably actually, it's probably actually 12. You know, it's funny. We call it half and we get, we get screwed. But uh, I look up and it's just like, tessellated all the parts they're supposed to be like rectilinear gridded oh. and they're all like turned and i about like in the past i'm like that's me i gotta go run Ooh. you know go catch that run. and by the time i about got up ricky had already stopped it and i was like thank god because it was just gonna shove them all off the table mm. vacuum failure <laughs> just the one and the spoilboard needed to be surfaced so that yeah. always that old chestnut it fixed it right away when you said they tessellated, I just imagined your gantry had turned into a wet noodle and was just like slopping around on an angle. We've lost all rigidity. <laughs> How about, yeah, we don't have we don't have much on here. I'm busy. I'm busy, busy. Yeah, I haven't had a, a second to look. What have right. I been doing? I've been writing emails with the robots. I've been trying to teach the robot to write in my own voice. Mm. Which um, robot? ChatGPT. That hasn't been going very well. It's pretty crap at it. Just turns into a tech bro half the time. I'm like, stop it. 
Stop it. I'm constantly, my version is always like, I'm constantly saying, don't write like a corporate idiot. You know, like, <laughs> I don't want you to say dear, or I hope you're having a great day, or, or I, I hope all is well, or whatever it says at the beginning. It's just like ridiculous. Does it write in mind. any type of like language that's normal? Because I know a lot of, oh. a lot of your parlances are different. I trust. No, I can teach it, teach it such parlance. I was just listening this morning before we went on on my drive into work because I can drive. <laughs> I'm listening to This Day in AI again at Australian AI yep. podcast and they were talking, we don't, I haven't tried this but I want to start doing this. They talk a lot about like basically how programmed these large, large language models are for towards threat and reward. So if it's not mm-hmm. behaving in the way you want it to, you can like put this sort of programming control in place where you're like, no, like it's really important that you get this right. Otherwise, we're all going to lose our jobs or whatever. Like, or like, <laughs> and but then also being like really sort of like rewarding of it. Like, oh, what a fantastic job! You did really well today. Blah blah. blah. And like that, that sort of behavior can really increase its quality of output. Right. Um, so I need to do more of that because I was trying to sort of teach it. I plugged in some emails and some blogs I'd written and like some text messages. I was like, come on, just start to sort of emulate my. Pat, you know, what's that word? Pat. 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 I don't know. Patter. (laughs) Patter. Just go and put patter. Yeah. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. But it did a terrible job. But yeah, it has getting it to write emails and respond to things has been a good year. Real efficiency boost for me this week. Right. Been good. I'm waiting for like when I can. Like I want it inside, I think I said this before, I want this inside of like our our fresh desk so that we can like Whoa. generate little clips and, you know, have stuff pre-generated. No, I mean, all the stuff, like I wish it knew, like I want it, to, I want every time I open up my email, I want the draft to be pre-written and I just want to read it. Yeah, nice. That's what I want. I'll pay yeah. for that, you know, like a writing assistant, but it, that whole threat and reward thing, it's not that I'm threatening, but... There are, we, we, we have a, we do like dog sitting at my house and mm. a lot of dogs, my dog does not work with at all. All she wants is food or a ball, but all the other dogs pretty much that we have come stay. If you just go, Oh, good dog, good dog. And you like give it all the, the love. They're just like, Oh, I'll do anything for you. And I'm like, why doesn't this work with my dog? I gotta like bribe her. <laughs> she knows better. I'm just priming yourself for your recruitment. How is yeah. that going? Oh, for work? Mm. Like hiring, that is? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, a- anything you want to chat about here? Nothing has. I, I think I think I got, no, it is the right phrase. It was all shiny and new, and I was excited and going through all the stuff and then like did some interviews, and then like the decision process comes down, and we also had like the most material coming in we've had in a year and a half. And like all and all the ordering and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll get back to that. And all of a sudden I know it's a week later and I'm like, oh, okay, let's get back to hiring. You know, like, so nothing's really significantly happened. I had a little bit of a, a spat with LinkedIn about their, their advertising pra- practices. Yeah. But what happened then? Well, according to a friend who's also done some advertising with them, when you promote a job to get into it, I guess, just as a forewarning to others. I've done this before. I've I've promoted a job a couple of years back and it wasn't the same. But now on LinkedIn, if you promote a job, pay for it, which you don't have to do 
Obviously, okay. they're going to show it to a lot more people. It's what they want you to do. And mm-hmm. I think I put like a budget of like five or 10 bucks a day. It was not much. I got, you know, a bunch of, you know, traffic from that. And I was like, all right, great. I think I've got enough to review. I'm going to stop the advertising on LinkedIn. And they would not let me. And they would not tell me why. <laughs> they just kept saying, you have to have a budget of $5 or more. And mm. so I contacted support and they got back to me within just over a day and they were pretty callous about it and they're just like no you have to you have you if you if you have a promoted job you can't close you have to close it to stop your promotion Uh, i'm like why don't you tell me that like there's no language to say you have to close your listing to stop the advertising it just keeps telling me so it's probably somewhere between a really gross dark pattern of like intentional like we'll keep them rolling for a couple days while they contact Mm. support and supportably slow and yeah, and yeah. so it's just it was nasty so i made a couple posts about it and they did not respond well in the first place i just thought it was pretty poor all around so that's the warning you don't have to pay to promote but if you do you have to close the listing we'll see if they heard fix it. it you heard it here first people right yeah good. Uh, other than that i'll give them that it did work okay like i got people that saw the thing and applied and that worked fine cool. it just kind of nasty like lock you into paying for stuff mm. yeah there is that funny thing it kind of happened it's not specifically like that but the way when you boost a post on instagram the way it kind of changes the nature of it a little bit and it's kind of like well, the period of time when that boost is running it sort of limits certain functionality or kind of know right it, kind of, it makes sense you're doing something different with it but yeah right being able to turn and turn it off is useful Right. Uh, deleting it. Mm-hmm. So have you got yeah. more interviews upcoming then? I need to dig through a little bit more, yeah, see what sure. to do next. I don't, it's, I'm really looking forward to the time, like I said before, when I have some assistance and mm. review and, and consideration because it just feels like it's always a gut choice. I'm just repeating myself from last week, but it's just my wife turns into like the second, you yeah. know, a management team person and she's kind of like, trying to like pay attention but she doesn't really care you know <laughs> which i get but, but in my pitch in this this situation was like all right so this new hire should get me out of work on time hopefully a little bit yeah. more i should get more normal time <laughs> off so this is all to your benefit that this person's good you know <laughs> which is a little bit sly <laughs> that's true though. it's true yeah so get i'm, good, I'm, I'm excited one. about it but yeah cool right Change of topic, the Bamboo mm-hmm. just had a big update. The studio is now, I guess, 1.7 maybe, and they like did a firmware update, and which is interesting because they had just also dropped ASA filament, which is like a modified, similar to ABS, but mm-hmm. with some different characteristics, ah. one of which they pitch is like it's better for outdoor use, which I'm not oh. looking to print a bunch of stuff to be outside, but cool. I did want to make a little sign and so I'm doing that right now and it works great. And there's a bunch of cool new updates on how you can, there's some pressure sensitive thing now on the filament that I can see and they updated the UI. So I don't know, it looks, looks fun and new. It's exciting. Cool, all right, nice. Yeah, our poor bamboo has been stuck at home sitting on top of the piano for the last month, not doing much, <laughs> need to. <laughs> Bring it back. Now that I'm back in the workshop, I'll bring it back in. Get it going again. Right. Mm. What is this? I am really keen now that I can kind of walk around a bit. 
I'm really keen to get back in here and do kind of what I attempted to instigate at the start of the year. I feel like I had so much clarity in January of like, right, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to make sure that I get full days in the workshop to myself at least once a month just to like right. re-engage with my favorite processes and my, you know, creative brain. And mm-hmm. um, I've done it a few times, but I certainly haven't done it once a month. And it's been, whenever I've done it, it's been such a positive experience. So now that I'm right. semi, semi-functional and mobile again, I'm going to make a point of getting in here on a Friday when the tools are free and oh, Yeah, you have stuff. that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so That's looking nice. forward to that. Yeah, I mean, That'll be good. I can absolutely relate. I feel like the majority of the time we've been chatting I've had this jealousy of like how stable and all the tasks are so segmented and silent and, and not siloed, but assigned to certain people. And you're like, I've got to do my normal, I, you know, a bunch of tasks still, but like, you know, more straightforward in terms of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And yeah. I was jealous about like, ah, oh, yeah, you're getting to your routine. That's great. So I can relate to like how once things start to become less routine, it's, well, and you break your leg <laughs> and get stuck at home. There's a lot that can change quick, obviously. Mm, yeah. The flip side to that of like feeling a bit frustrated and out of touch with those processes is that my team in many ways have carried carried that stuff. Like all the work John right. did last week on the new kit of parts, dividers and drawers and doors you know, he came in, right. he was the guy that came in on Friday and did like a full day of company R&D. Like it wasn't even part of the royalty program as such. He was just in here making progress right. on that stuff because he could read the room and he knew it was important to the business that we got that stuff out the door and it was really successful in having that carrot to then dangle as part of the promotion over the weekend that really helped close out a bunch of kid apart oh, sales at the end of July. Nice. All really successful and, you know, he was the guy that came in and did that. And, you know, but, you know, that I'm crediting the whole team too because, like, every lunchtime right. leading up to that, there's discussion around those new components and, like, the best way to do it. And it's like people have been so engaged and sort of around those ideas and pushing them forward and everyone's feeling sort of, you know, under the pump and has too much to do. But at the same time, they're managing to sort of squeeze those conversations in and, keep that stuff moving so swings swings and roundabouts the systems that we've built have meant that yes i might at times be frustrated that i don't have access to the machines when i want it but so many positives that come out of that as well in terms when there's a highly engaged team backing me and the business so yeah interesting times it's always great but yeah though certainly those new accessories have been a bit of a game changer to the kit apart system that new panel divider so simple but just unlocks a whole lot of things that we can do with those shelves right. which would be cool did it playing with that did you get repeat customer purchases of people that already had you know like a, a, a shelving kit and they wanted to add stuff we haven't put we haven't got them online as individual accessories yet and that all come i think when we do that there's definitely people who plenty of people who have expressed interest in like yes i want the drawers or i want the panel or the door or whatever it is for my existing set, and we'll get them online in the next week or so. So it's yeah. mostly new orders in general were yeah, that, that, assisted by that? 
Yeah, that campaign I ran over the weekend was very much targeted at people who maybe who were sitting on a draft cart or, you know, had been thinking about getting a set. And it was just like a little tickle to say, hey, right. if you get it this weekend, then you might get all this stuff. So that worked really well. Cool. Yeah, this kid of parts page after you. I, well, I was going to say a couple of things. I really love the identification system of different types. I think that's got to be a huge win for you guys internally and like, as well as externally, you just have something to call it instead of like, you know, the shelving with like the four on the one side and three on the left and like, I want oh, that one. You mean the numbering but, system I came yeah, up with? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's very yeah. basic, but it doesn't matter. It's like, it's, yeah. it's almost like you've, well, if, if they were a limited edition, they would be. I, you know, serialized, but they're just, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. They're not in order here, but I still like that they're clearly defined now. Yeah, yeah. Is there a logic to it? Yeah, there is. It's like the first digit is the the number of bays. So the three, mm -hmm. the, the 210, there's two bays, like one, two. Right. Because we've found over the years that whilst we as the makers might count the number of uprights of like, vertical, 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 three verticals equals two bays. Right. We find that customers typically count the bays, like they count the usable space, we count the physical things that make up the thing. It kind of makes sense anyway. So we've named them mm -mm. in the more customer-centric way of bays first, and then the second two digits is just the number of shelves in the configuration. Mm. So two oh, tens, nice. like two bays and Brilliant. there's ten, sh ten shelves. So it doesn't capture everything about it, but it's a fairly solid way of distinguishing oh, yeah. between different things. There's a couple where I had to do like an A and a B version because we ended up with the same count I did see in that, both yeah. digits. But for the most part, it's pretty unique. And then what it, the thing that it does, which I like, is it leaves space between the numbers. So like we wanted to come up with a numbering system that if we inject all these new shapes that kind of fit between serial numbers, so mm -hmm. to speak, that there's space in the numbers to sort of Right. It's not just like one, two, three, four. It's like then you've got to do like one A, one B, one C. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, that worked right. This is somewhat related, but I've had this thought lately of like we have all of our inventory items pretty well labeled now, where it's like you know these little little Ooh, labels that we so just tasty. made in Airtable. They they dump out the QR codes. I'm looking at Airtable here. Kind of suck now. So they don't, when you open it up on your iOS device, they just take yeah. you to the Airtable app main page, which yeah. is me off because everything has a record no, no, URL no. directly to the record. And now they're all kind of useless in my opinion. And so my new thought about this was to generate a four digit string of text and numbers mm -hmm. such that when you go into the app, you can type like four R six, seven, and it'll go straight to the item rather than like, yeah. I don't know. It's still manual, but it gives you a backup option because like we have, as do most shops, right? Like you, if you're trying to find the right M6 bolt in a certain <laughs> length and color, it takes a while, you know? So mm. I don't know. A little bit That's frustrated cool. with that they seem to have changed something that doesn't work anymore. I guess yeah, I should should have known better maybe. I don't know. You inspired us to roll out that. It's your fault. You inspired us to roll out that QR inventory system right. in our workshop for consumables. 
And I was so excited about it when we finally did it because I'd been dreaming of the barcode scanner for years. It was like this right. peak hack of like productivity in the workshop. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really get used. And we still like, we forget about it or we still just like pick up our phone and post a photo of the object on Slack into the Kanban channel of like, hey, Jay, we need to eat, we need to order another mm-hmm. can, of, can of... And then right. everyone gets some pan channel of like... Yeah, I, I have the same experience here. I've never had anybody. This, this is uh, like maybe we need to have a, a quiet chat here between you and I. It's like, <laughs> do we have to demand people get the damn app on their phone? Like, it's not that big of an ask. <laughs> like, it's has the same effect. I always like, oh, you can scan the QR code, and then the person, not necessarily Ricky, other people in the past, be like, oh, sure, okay, sure. yeah. <laughs> no one else is a, is is going to be as excited about it. No, I know. Person who's like, I didn't even make it. Jay built it. But, you know, yeah, it's a challenge. Like I was chatting to a friend about a similar thing the other day of like he he made us all these, you know, the tool, the, the tool belt system that I wear when I'm actually making Vaguely, stuff. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a little hot, hot swap Velcro belt system which holds my like right. vernier calipers and some other In bits and bobs, little tool pocket and stuff. Anyway, it says my belt on my work shorts. Anyway, the friend of mine, Tom, who used to work for us for a long time, he designed and made all that stuff. And then at some point a couple of years ago, you know, I was like, can't <laughs> burping, the sound. Um, Did you hear it? Some, no. At some point a couple <laughs> oh, of years ago. Oh, God. I was like, this system's fantastic. Like, I'd love all my workshop team to be wearing some version of this because I feel like it really improves my productivity in the f- shop and I've got things, I've got my tape and I've got my calibers on me at all times. <laughs> and so we, like, bought, you know, we gave everyone the option to buy, like, a belt and a set of stuff. Anyway, and it just, it just kind of flopped and, you know, maybe a couple of people used it for a little while and then it kind of just faded away and, like, I've still got it on my belt and I still use it because I've got that sort of, you know, it was my idea in the first place. It was what I wanted. Right. And that's fine. I don't, like, I know I'm not sort of complaining or having, like, I have no hard feelings for the fact that this stuff didn't get used. But it's interesting and I think I've observed this in a number of different ways over the years of, like, things that I'm excited about don't necessarily translate mm-hmm. or maybe they do briefly but they don't sort of stick. Right. Which has led to a sort of, in, in the same way that, you know, I've been really excited about lean manufacturing in the past and trying to communicate these ideas and like watching Paul yep. Aker's videos in team meetings. And I just don't, I've kind of given up, I think. I said, this is what I was saying to my friend yeah, the other day. Yeah. He was like, hey, do you guys need any new tool belt stuff? And I was like, yeah, like I love that idea, but like I'm just, I'm over trying to sell that, sell ideas like that. And I'm not sure right. what that's about. But be really interesting to hear from people that work in restaurants that everybody has to wear the same apron because yeah. I'm imagining like if we all had like uniforms and the first thing I thought of when you were talking about this, have you seen the Life Aquatic? Wes no, Anderson a long movie? time ago, yeah. They all have the same outfit with the same red hat and like yeah. they all have a holster, a, a gun holster on their hit on their leg. And they're always like doing things exactly the same, just very Wes Anderson y. And I was imagining like like butter, you've all got this exact same outfit, the like butter outfit. But I know what you mean. It's like I think it would be terrible if you and I forced forced that. I think it would be bad yeah, for absolutely. kind of the morale of things. And 
And I don't know. I, it is disappointing, though, especially when you've spent time building a system that's not used or like, you know, even spending money and then it's it's not your kids, right? Like, you, you can't force, like, in relation of, like, if you bought something for your kid or your spouse and they don't use it, right? It's a different relationship than than people that you work with and employ. So, I don't know. I don't, I think they're, the only thing I can imagine is, like, is there some buy-in that people in restaurants have that makes sense and we've not understood? You know, I think there's a lot of good parallel, though, but it's also a pretty terrible work environment usually, so... <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like I was just thinking about like the, there's part of me that's always sort of related a, a workshop to a commercial kitchen. Of like, yes, oh, chef. Wouldn't, 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 <laughs> yes, chef. wouldn't it be cool if we could run a workshop with the sort of urgency and pace of a commercial kitchen? But then you make the point of like, yeah, but that's not always a positive and right. good work environment. Absolutely. Um, but there's, there's little cues and things that happen in a commercial kitchen that would be really well suited to the operations of a workshop in terms of that right. sort of there is consistency and uniformity and like even like the sort of just, yes, chef, get it done, make it happen, get it out the door, like sort of structure. I don't know. You know, it's, a, it's interesting. There's parts that I think I think the formalization of, 5S and lean was mm. really resisted for a long time because it was forced on the, you know, the throats of everybody at one point in some like corporate fashion. And so you, like, I have people that apply and I ask them what they know about lean and one of the, you know, questions and I'll get like things that I've not really heard of. It's like old language. Like, I don't even know, 20 years ago or something. And we're in this like millennial version or something of, whatever this is where it's mm. like, especially us as business owners are attracted to it as like this efficiency thing. And it did take almost every person that started here a bit of time and some resistance in some circumstances to jumping in at all to it. But at some point, I mean, Ricky and I have this constant conversation now. It's like, it's usually to the benefit of the person doing the work too, to be more efficient, yeah. to be, yeah. you know, there's a lot of focus on the health aspects of, of, a workplace too, I think in it. And I'm constantly thinking about the restaurant related things. And like, I love that show, the bear that I've granted about probably too much, but that last season just came out and there's some things in it where they finally, finally start. It's less chaotic and they're finally starting to work in this positive way. And it's so addictive to watch. It's like, <laughs> I've never wanted to be a part of like a group like that. Like I've never wanted to do any type of restaurant work, but the, the uniformity, the like, I think there's a huge relationship in making things and how they do their prep, right? Like the yeah. mise en place, like that's really seductive. And like Ricky and I talk about that or people that we know, it's like, where's your in feed? Where's your out feed mm. parts? Like, is it efficient? Do you have to take steps? Like, and that's all similar, right? Like prepare your stuff before you go and, and make it, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot, but. Yeah, like it's, it's a very attractive idea. And if you could sort of find a way of implementing that, all the good bits about that without right. the shit bits of the culture, then I right. think it would make, make for a pretty fantastic workshop. I think it makes a lot of mm. sense too. Like, I mean, similar, I think we could, I think we could absolutely do it in a positive way. I'd be interested to keep chatting about it over time because mm. like 
this book I have behind me, that Checklist Manifesto. Have you read that by chance? Nope. Nope. What's oh, man. That? Such a good book. The oh, Checklist man. Manifesto. Link me up. It's, if I remember right, it's a ER doctor, maybe a surgeon, that takes a bunch of cues from the airline industry in particular, but he's trying to find more efficient ways to make lists for people to have better outcomes in cool. in medical, the medical field. And he looks to the airline industry to borrow from. Okay. That's a weird, that's how I remember it. It's probably more than that and I need to reread it. But if you're into that kind of any of that kind of efficiency porn, it's, it's really interesting. And I like, I've always liked that. I think it's important to like come from some place of understanding into a new place naively is really effective. Like I actually mm. kind of sometimes enjoy the idea of maybe hiring somebody in that doesn't know or from a different industry because they come with this fresh, like they don't have an old lean mentality that they hate, you know, for example. Yeah. 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 Cool. I'll check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Looks fancy. I really helped in particular, like when Ricky started trying to get down, I finally had read that book and I was trying to like simplify like What's the startup process of the router? What's the shutdown process? Yeah. And that really helped to simplify that into like very simple lists. And it helped to translate and distill down like how do we make guides inside the shop? Mm, cool. And it's f frankly, and how we make instructions for customers, it's like taking away every bit of detail that doesn't need to be there to make it as easily understandable as possible. You know, one one glance kind of visuals and yeah i should reread that because that was really really good for us awesome check that out thank you like speaking of processes and guides so this morning my alarm went off at five and i, I never use a snooze function i can't bear snooze and so i do this thing mm. where i like i turn my alarm off and then i lie there like half asleep for 10 minutes trying not to fall back asleep and going justin will be disappointed if i don't get up now quick get out of bed <laughs> Glad I can get and, you out of bed. Um, but I was in my sort of half awakeness. I was basically dreaming about a process of like how to do better site measures when we're measuring up for custom joinery. And okay. I was like running through all this stuff in my head of like, cool, how, what's the best way we could do this? Because we've had issues just like time in the week issues lately where whoever's sold the project has been going out and measuring it. And that's just been a big chunk of their week. And we're like, cool, I think we need to delegate this task to someone in the production team so that they're, you know, someone from production is going on site and doing the site measure. So in my head, I was just like, cool, what's the best way that we can capture all the data we need? And in the past, I've often used, when I've been doing it most recently, I've used my phone and video quite a lot. So I'll do like a video walking into the room. I'll pan around and so you can see all conditions in like quickly without like skipping through a bunch of photos and then I'll, I'll often talk to the video as well like I'll do a little like cool there's a powerpoint down here and don't forget there's this weird thing here and like walk around with the tape measure and just like yeah it's about 1800 to this powerpoint on the wall and like obviously take all the critical yeah. dimensions as well with a laser or whatever but doing this sort of walkthrough that can then be really useful to the person drawing the project up and thinking of like oh right. I'm gonna run into that powerpoint there what was what are the considerations? Anyway, for sure, 
random one, but that's certainly something we need to document and come up with a solid process around. So it doesn't matter who goes out and does it. We get the same sort of consistency of results back. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. I'm sure there's some really good versions of that in architecture firms that I never got into. I basically, it was kind of always just like, you kind of learned it by brute force of documentation in Mm. early early architecture school where it's like, all right, we're going to draw our, our building that we work in for studio. And like, you had to go measure all the things, but like, they never taught you like a formalized, this is like the, the story of my education. There's never a formalized system of like, here's the best way to do this. It was just like, go do it. You know, like, <laughs> so you learn, but not efficiently, you know, or yeah, yeah. It, it just, it's kind of painful. It's like, I'm sure the Germans don't go about it that way. Right. Like they've got to have like the best, the best system for it and they're all teaching from top down like this is how you measure things and the americans are just like you should measure stuff figure it out isn't that just part of learning though like doesn't just a bit of a yeah, yeah. pain pain needs to be involved <laughs> for it to be effective maybe maybe in our fields i guess i don't know like you know it's like the thing here wanting you know delegating and letting people make mistakes because it is making mistakes is like the right. I think the most effective way to learn oh, yeah. new things. Super um, hard. Too. And so if you have this like perfect methodology that you can just like implant into somebody via neural lace, like is that actually right. the most effective way? Yes, it's hyper efficient, but does it okay. mean that they're then really good at it? I don't know. In this one circumstance, I'm thinking of how I learned how to measure things and document them and draw them in CAD. I don't disagree i think it's good to have that like rigor to like understand and figure it out on your own but then after after we reviewed it i would love if they went all right well here's how you you know commonly people do it and here's some best practices you know if that's Mm -hmm. the case so that there is some translation of knowledge that isn't just like let's start over you know yeah 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 cool i'm watching this little sign i made on the bamboo app (laughs) and it's like printing marvelously until it gets to the top layer where i had to do some ironing and now it just looks like it's like mashing it around in a terrible fashion it's pretty bad (laughs) that'll be good do do you need to save it nah i could stop it if i wanted i'm kind of curious to see if the next layer will resolve anything but probably not it looks pretty nasty it's a small (laughs) one printing Mm -hmm. cool man well what do you reckon should we let this, yeah. this, 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 this app edit the podcast? Riverside. Just Wait, there's got to be something. There's got to be something good here. How about this? It's going to publish it all, right? Oh, what Did you hear that? No. You didn't hear it? No. Oh, interesting. Is it not? Oh, it's a preview. Hold on. Oh, yeah. I can't take any more of that. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Oh. Oh. They've got, they've got their own songs. Joy. We've and got that, our own songs. Come on. I've yeah. got these on tighter ones. God, the, the printer is just atrocious. Oh, wait. Can you? You can share screens now. What? Does this yeah. work? Do, 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 do. Oh, God. Do, 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 Let's do, do, see do, here. There you go. Can you see it? Oh, you can see it. Not yet. Oh, yep. Sick. Right? Isn't yeah, that like great? Can, uh, Spreading that filament around. Spreading that goop. Nice. It's going all right until then. Oh, it also seems to have peeled away. 
Well, this is my first ASA experience, and it's not not stellar. <laughs> cool. Guess that's it. I should stop this screen share. Well, I shall see you next okay, week. How do, how do we how do we do this one? Yeah, let's just say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Did we do Did we stop? Maybe. <laughs>